Hi guys, you're listening to Show Me How to Do It, the podcast that inspires millennials to take charge of their personal finances. We are fast and five millennials who are on a journey to improve our financial habits. Every week, we'll sit down with experts to learn more about our basic financial topics and concepts. This week, we are going to talk about budgeting. Talking about budgeting, the benefits of budgeting can be huge. It can put you on a path towards saving, help you find sources of income leaks, and boost your retirement savings, or even channel some funds towards investing. So knowing how your money is spent gives you a better idea of your different expenses. If you don't have enough, you can use your budget to reprioritize your spending and focus on the things that matter most. And this can help you trim your annual expenses by hundreds, if not thousands of dollars. Um, a research reported by The Economic Times showed that households that follow a budget save more money than families that haven't laid down rules. So to talk more about budgeting, we have Hafiza and Ain from Asen Islamic. Hi Hafiza and Ain. Let's start with the first question. Is budgeting really necessary to help you manage your finances? What are the consequences you face if you don't have your own personal budget? It's a very important to have a budget to manage your finances. Because if we have goals in life, like we have to set aside a budget in order to achieve the desired goals. Like for example, like for some of our clients, they, they want to plan for a haji or a umrah. And some of them like, buy a new house. And then some also they want to pursue higher education. But for myself, I have my own spreadsheet that I, that I take notes of on my uh, daily expenses. Uh. So for, for example, in my spreadsheet, I have a fixed and available expenses. So in my fixed expenses, uh, commonly are utility bills, subscriptions, mm-hmm. like classes that I go to on a monthly basis. And of course, the parental allowance that I give every month. Mm-hmm. And that is to, just to name a few. So while my variable expenses are things that are my personal and family expenses, mm-hmm. I also include uh, transportation, uh, medical and gift to my loved ones. So mm-hmm. these are the uh, few things that can go higher or lower in mm-hmm. terms of the expenses. So just just to remember that we have to keep track of our expenses in a way to be accountable of our daily expenses. So the things that we love to buy, the things that we need or not need to, so we need to take account. So what action is never gone to waste mm-hmm. if we put our best efforts and uh, there's always a light in a, in a dark tunnel actually. Yes. Yeah. So, um, how do you actually start to determine the amount you should put under each category for your budget? For example, okay, for mine, uh, like for example, I have a Netflix subscription. Mm-hmm. Maybe I put aside what $25 every month. And then for parental allowance, I fix $600 per month. Uh, then of course, like insurance, mm-hmm. you have to put aside how much you pay monthly. That was very all fixed. Mm-hmm. Uh, same goes for uh, phone bills. If you say only $28 every month, but for those that is variable expenses, mm-hmm. transportation, maybe I keep it to a maximum 200 but it can go more if I travel more okay. during that month. So that one is more towards variable expenses. Uh, for personal also, maybe I eat out more often mm-hmm. than I usually do. And, uh, and then also for like, case like gift, mm-hmm. like during that, uh, during that April, uh, that month of April, there's more birthday, birthdays happening in April, yeah. so there's more gift. Uh, that's how, how, how I 
categorize it. Okay, so like the amount under the categories, I'm, I'm sure you don't pluck it out from thin air, right? Of course. So like how do you uh, come up with the number? Like how many months of previous expenditures do you have to like look at? Okay. So I go by a okay, track per month. Every month, my income, I got 3,000k, for example, mm-hmm. 3,000k. And then I will check based on the past few months how much it is. Is mm-hmm. it the same thing or is it uh, different? So that's where I also put aside like a savings budget. Maybe every month I put 500 at mm-hmm. least. Uh, that also fixed uh, number that I, I should put in every month. Uh. Yeah. So that's how I gauge. So you have to see, you can compare within that. Maybe in January and, and then in February, you can compare. Okay. Uh, which months are more, which one you should increase or decrease. Mm. Uh, so that at least you have a surplus of the savings okay. after all the expenses. I see. Uh, should you take the average out of the different months? Like for example, you take three months, right? Mm-hmm. Then you mm-hmm. look at all your bank statements, like how much you spend on food for that month, etc. Do you have to take the average or you take the lowest or highest expenditure? I always take on the average. Mm. Yeah, so I total up all the three months and after divide by three. So oh, that's okay. when I gauge uh, how much to put aside for personal expenses. But I think because uh, I'm a foodie, mm-hmm. I eat out a lot. A lot. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> and thank you. So you put in like a little extra budget yes. for your yeah. food. Yes. Okay. For food, it usually depends on the, the food list that yeah. you create for the month. Like like we have our own food list. Like okay, maybe this Monday is where we can go to, to check out the places. And yeah. Stuff. So yeah. We, were, we were actually adjust our our food budget oh. the that, like, okay, this month are there more places that we need to check out or is lesser <laughs> wow are we are a foodie as yeah, you can know that's <laughs> like your priority <laughs> that's a good like um, example everyone has their own kind of hobbies per se so yeah. if you're a foodie then you should have an extra budget for food yeah. Yeah. yeah and it varies accordingly to the individual Yes. yes. So the categories under your budget doesn't mean that it's all fixed. You guys might want to adjust according to like what yeah. kind of things you like you like to spend on. Yeah. So moving on, the next question is: What are some of the common reasons for people not wanting to budget, and how can they overcome this? Why is it so hard to start a budget? In your, in your cases, what do you think? Do you always monitor your expenses? Like, no. Why almost? <laughs> <laughs> That's like my 2020 goal, guys. <laughs> but really, I think it starts with really small steps. Like for me, okay, first have more than one bank account, then separating your savings because everything used to be in one bank account. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. like you're just doing things in your mind but you're not keeping track. And then the next part is actually to have that tracking whether it's on a notebook or on an Excel sheet or in an app. Like whatever works best for you. I think not knowing what to keep track is one of the like hurdles that we have to get over. I think for me, right, um, it's just a habit that I've cultivated since secondary school. I've been budgeting for a very, very long time. Um, I think that my parents kind of instilled this in me. Not because I felt the need for it, but... I don't know, it gives me a lot of anxiety not knowing where my money actually goes. So I have a lot of friends coming up to me and like, actually, I, I don't know what I spend on, I don't know where it goes and I, I don't like not knowing that I like to have control over my life. So that's why I like to see everything and I, um, as I mentioned before to Hafiz and Ayin, that I check my bank account every day. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not, not common and I don't really... Uh, is it every morning you, you check your bank account? Probably like when I come to work, I kind of check it. And I, I, I I'm check starting to standing. do that too because of her. Oh, yeah, I'm, <laughs> um, good influence. Yeah, I, I, but I also know that 
uh, why a lot of people don't budget is because they get overwhelmed. Yes. There's a lot of shame that comes to like, okay, I'm not really good with my money. I'm spending too much on a particular thing. And they just don't want to see it. So I think it's a management of like their own emotions. Mm-hmm. Not just about money as well. But I mean, what do you guys think? Based on our experience, I mean, we have a few clients also coming to us. Because most of them like were saying that, uh, but based on some articles that we also receive from like softyourdebt.com and moneyadvisor.org.uk. So not only from Singapore perspective, there's also the UK and also from the US. Saying that the four common reasons that we are lacking because of lack of budgeting and money management skills, like what you said, a lack of interest, uh, find it troublesome, all right? Who wants to take note of their expenses, right? Mm-hmm. Just want to spend and of course difficult to monitor. Personal experience, I used to be one of those people who don't budget because like, uh, yeah, lack of budgeting and money management skills. Lack of interest, yes. <laughs> yes. Find it troublesome, Take oh yes. <laughs> difficult to monitor, oh definitely <laughs> yes. So it's like, it's, it just came to a point that like, as long as I know in my bank account I have a certain amount of money and I maintain it, I was fine. Mm, so, yes. but but until until I got married and my husband was like, so how much do you get your pay? Then I was like, uh, I don't know. I think coming already. Then he'll be like, uh, you're not, you don't care how much you get. Then I'm like, I don't pay coming can already lah. Mm. Then he'll be like, no, 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 you need to know how much you get, how, how you're going to manage your, like how you're going to budget your monthly yeah. expenses and all. So that's when I started the spreadsheet lah, similar to Hafiza's one. So it's like, okay, then now like a bit more sane to think about it. Mm. Yeah, at least, at least um, a bit more well managed and also um, I don't get shocked. Like, oh, I spend this much on this thing. Yeah. That kind of thing. Like, at the end of the month, I only have this amount of money inside my bank. Uh, yeah, 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 like, suddenly, right? suddenly what? So, okay, just to share on how to overcome not wanting to budget. Uh, actually, today, people released an article in 2018 about how to budget if, uh, effectively. So, number one is to calculate your total income. Mm-hmm. So, some people have their main job, have their side jobs, mm-hmm. like part-times mm-hmm. and whatever. Mm-hmm. Or maybe mm-hmm. they have a business and that has a passive income. So, mm-hmm. you have to calculate your total income, whatever mm-hmm. your income is from. It can even be um, uh, income from your parents, allowance, allowance from your parents mm-hmm. or your spouse. So, yeah. So, you got to calculate your total income. Number two is to identify your expenses. Mm-hmm. So, like how Hafiza shared just now, like on a monthly basis, you check whatever bills that you get and um, if can, keep your receipt. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. And you scan your receipt so that you can throw it. Yeah. Out. You can scan fine. You can scan your receipts. Don't don't thicken your wallet with receipts. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then nowadays, uh, most shops nowadays are like going into e receipts, which is also mm. good. So they just email your receipts. So calculate identify your expenses. Um, on general, like what's what's what is the things that you always spend on on a monthly basis. Mm-hmm. And then number three is you set your financial goals. So mm-hmm. for that month, what is it that you want to achieve? If you wanna maybe like, uh, get a new phone or like. Uh, it can be there can be a short term goals and a long term goals. Mm-hmm. So that's how you identify your financial goals. And number four is to compile step one and step three into a budget list. Mm-hmm. So that is how you actually you can actually see clearly what you have, um, how much you have, what you have to pay for, and then um, what is it that you want to achieve along the way. So that's one of the effective way of moving towards how to budget. Yeah. So. In one of our IG stories, I actually talk about the 50-30-20 rule. Mm. So, it's supposed to save 50%. Uh, no, 50% of your income should go on to, like, um, the fixed kind of spending. 30 is, like, um, 
for savings <laughs> in the 20s for your ones. Uh, this is a basic rule, but I was quite surprised actually that a lot of our followers and even some of our close friends have never heard of this rule before. So do you think that that's a good start uh, when it comes to budgeting for the first time? Okay, um, it is a good start uh, and it is technically a general rule of thumb when it comes to budgeting. But however, to be in line with the Singapore's lifestyle and guidelines, right, we will usually recommend our clients and even ourselves to use 20, 30, 30, 20. Where 20, yeah. So, so we kind of like... Or CPF? Yeah. Just, okay. So the first 20% goes into CPF or housing. So you don't really have a choice because every month, 20% of your pay do go into CPF. So, but like, um, the good thing about... CPF is that it doesn't only do for housing, but it's also partially addressing your medical and retirement as well. I mean, considering that your, you can use your Medisafe and uh, your OA and SA will combine as your retirement account after 55 onwards and so. Then um, the first 30%, the, following, the next 30% goes into savings. Um, these savings, it depends on your lifestyles also or your, or your life goals, that your financial goals that you want to achieve. Um, the second 30% goes into spending. So, uh, again, this 30-30% this on saving and spending varies in the different life stages you're in. So, let's say if you're getting married or like you want to you wanna go for like a big ticket item in like, let's say, a few months or a few years' time. So, it can, be, it can be that your saving can be pumped up to like 40% and your spending um, will be at 20 instead so it really differs and the last 20% goes into long-term care such as like insurance in retire further retirement planning and so on and so forth so there is actually no one-size-fits-all kind of template when it comes to budgeting uh, these are the ideal allocation that we advise to ourselves our clients and loved ones and these allocations can be slightly different depending on the person's situation yeah i understand that there's always um not a one-size-fits-all kind of way to budget um, but people might find it useful to at least have a guideline. Yes, correct. So, do, do you have any other budgeting techniques or tips aligned with like this 50, 30, 20 rule? Actually, for, for mine, uh, my opinion, I, I'm going towards the traditional methods actually on my like uh, notebook or I do a spreadsheet and end of the month I will check against my uh, bank account, uh, tally or not with my receipt. So, but for those who are uh, IT savvy, he wants to go towards the applications uh, on their smartphones. I think there are there are a list of apps that we, we get from the CNET.com. So the first, I mean, there's a five of them. So first, I think that because it's all free, you mm. can not need to have any charges and all that. So first is Pocket Guard. Uh, number two is Mint. Number three is Toshi. Toshil? Toshil. Toshil. <laughs> number four is Financial GPS on uh, DBS mm. iBanking. And number five is the Good Budget. But of course, technically, I don't use these apps because I, I can't control them because I cannot change the way it's uh, programmed, programmed yeah. or categorized. I like yeah. to okay. categorize according to my preference. Yeah, uh, what do you think, Ayn? See, see, I try usually using Toshel, but you fail on, like, <laughs> I, I fail on it. No, no, it doesn't fail on me. I, like, I fail to use it. So, uh-huh. yeah, so, which is why I ended up using like spreadsheet where I can yeah. further Correct. down it into like my own expenses my my own categories and such i think i used to use that the financial gps but the problem is that i take out cash 
So like you can't really see where the money yeah, goes from exactly. there. Yeah. Um, but talking about categorizing, right? I'm using Money Manager. I'm using an Android, but I asked some of my iPhone friends to check. So there is Money Manager. You can actually edit the categories. So I have categories like Netflix or whatever mm. that is custom. So mm. I think um I've tried some of those that you mentioned. Like mean, I think Seedly used to have a pretty good one as well. Um, but so far what worked for me is. Um, money manager money that manager. you guys can yeah. find on um, the app store for both Android and iOS yeah they look slightly different but the name is still the same money manager mm. but I also yeah I have spreadsheets <laughs> and I have a book that Fazina gave me yeah. so okay, don't, you don't need all three it's just me being extra again <laughs> at the end of the month she cross checks yeah I checked within the three <laughs> Yeah, so moving on to the next part, we talk about budgeting techniques and all that. So what are the common mistakes that people actually make? Okay, so according to Fox, right, they, they did a research about it. So a common, most common budgeting mistakes that people usually make is number one is to fail to set a budget. So meaning the step one to four that I shared before, they just fail to do that entirely. Number two is uh, they actually create the exact same budget every month. Um... Uh, okay, because like first was sharing with me, like what if particular month you actually exploded your your spending budget mm. and, and what happens mm. to that? So this is what happens when you don't create when you create the exact same budget every month. It's it's too tight that you can't really work around it as much. Mm. Which brings me to the third point, like you don't allow a room for wiggling. Mm. Meaning like you can't like what what if suddenly like you've been eyeing for that bag for so long and then suddenly the next month like they just decided to make it a sale like slash half price mm-hmm. even though it's a half price it's still gonna be an expense slightly more than what we have budgeted for the month so we, we need to set a room to like wiggle around this kind of amount mm-hmm. and uh, number four do not rely on credit cards a lot because mm-hmm. when you rely on credit cards you'll be thinking like oh okay never mind i can just use my credit card first pay use now and then pay later but then again like like how we shared in the previous episode like you gotta create your own credit card debts and then like when you pay late when you pay later it's just gonna incur you more cost mm-hmm. as compared to when you pay on time so yeah and then uh number five common budgeting mistake is when you quit too soon mm-hmm. you realize that like oh it's not working like mm-hmm. I, don't, I, I don't think it's meant for me like it's okay i just don't want to do it anymore it's just too troublesome so but it's okay like um people do feel at first time like hafiza and i we felt using yeah. the apps and we started mm-hmm. doing spreadsheet then maybe we can look into the money manager <laughs> next and see if it works better so I mean, there's there's always different ways to 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 do budgeting, and uh, different people has different priorities to to attend to. So don't quit too soon. Don't give up yet. Yep. There's always ways to uh, go around making it happen. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think um, what you meant about like having some wiggling room is mm. good because also based on my readings, people kind of set unrealistic targets, right? Mm. If you look. For maybe, like you said, three months and then you kind of average it out. If you, for example, spend $300 on food and then you want to budget to like 100 like, obviously, it's not realistic and you're setting yourself up for failure. Yes, correct, so I think correct. people should also um, be realistic in terms of their budgeting goals mm. in that sense. So yeah. yeah, so like how I would do personally is that I would actually set aside like a miscellaneous or like emergency fund within my budget on top of my existing emergency fund so like, let's say like oh maybe but this month i already hit my my budget like i'm not i'm not allowed to like i'm not going to allow myself to spend another more but then there's a sale on something that i've been wanting so maybe i should use this small portion of it 
and then yeah, spend on it mm. accordingly. Yeah. Yeah. So um, would you guys advise people to track every single dollar that they spend, and like on average, uh, how many percent of your clients actually stick to the budget that they create for themselves? Okay, on average, for my clientele, only twenty percent of them are already managing their own budgeting with the apps mentioned before. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, they 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 do it and they do it well. Is to the extent that when we sit down and go through the, the cash flow with them, they just have to show us the app and it's like, okay, this is where my money goes every month. This is how much it goes in. Wow. And this is how much it goes out. And this is how much I save. Like everything is really at the at the at the tips of the fingers. Mm-hmm. But um, the remaining eighty percent would roughly know what they are spending on, but we will need to review it on like a monthly basis and mm-hmm. say, okay, um, like like how Fai was saying that like, I spend my money, but I don't know where my money where, where my money goes to. Mm-hmm. So this is the group of people we usually sit down and um ask them first. It's like when your income first comes in, like would you spend it first or would you save it first? Because mm-hmm. these two. These two different kind of person already sets a different ball rolling when it comes to budgeting. Mm-hmm. Like, do you save first or do you spend first? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, um, usually with this kind of uh, clients, I will review their their cash flow and budgeting for like at least three months to see, um, like to see that their expenses are standardized mm-hmm. and whether they really see where their money is really going, um, on a monthly basis. Yeah. How about you, Vida? For me, uh, for the first time that I. I meet my clients, right? Mm-hmm. So eighty percent of them don't set aside a budget. I uh, don't have a clue how much they spend on a monthly basis. Mm-hmm. So what? Alhamdulillah, after meeting them, showing them, uh, sharing on the spreadsheet that I showed to them. Mm-hmm. So uh, after the next few meetings, they actually give me some good feedback. Actually, they they had some before that. There's they were like zero five dollars savings. Yeah. Now they're like a few hundreds already. Wow. In their savings, alhamdulillah. Yeah. Yes. Because I told them you need to be accountable of what you are. I mean, what you spend right now. Mm-hmm. If not, there will no, there will no ending to your savings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There will keep. There's no, uh, piling of savings account in your bank account lah. Yeah. Yeah. Then of course you have to put aside some retirement because that client of mine was already like, his mid forties. Yeah. And no savings at all, mm-hmm. and he's a divorcee. Yeah. With four children, so just imagine having to be separated from the family and then have to uh, put aside some funds to build uh, not to buy a new house mm-hmm. how much do you think she, he needs to spend on a monthly basis so that because she doesn't have a clue at all how to manage his expenses and well after I give him my sharing alhamdulillah he had some improvement yeah. so to speak yeah yep. I'm really absorbing what you guys are saying thank you for your advice so I you were saying that there were two kinds of people <laughs> number one those who spend first and yeah. then save later is that even impossible like you spend and then like you realise that you have extra there, there, there are such people like the moment their income comes in right the moment yeah. their pay comes in they'll just keep spending, 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 spending until yeah. the point of time they'll be like okay I think I've spent enough let's see how much I have left yeah. oh this amount okay let's just put it in the savings account I see I'm the type who saves first and then spend so no is it no but like is it a disadvantage of me like not tracking my expenditure because like I'm sure there's a purpose of budgeting and like it's not enough to just set aside uh, an amount to save and then after that you just like spend uh, how you like you still need to take note of like where your money is going uh, yeah. yeah so like for those who are doing that right now like why should they start tracking why can't they just like save an amount 
the moment they get their income and then just like freely spend whatever they have left. There's this client of mine, like we, we, we go through her budgeting and cash flow with her and she was like wondering like, how come at the end of every month she always have like very little to spend, uh, very little to save. Mm-hmm. Like she, she's actually one of those like uh, spend first and save later. Mm-hmm. Then I was like thinking, I was like telling her, okay, why not like um, from now on for the next three months, I will check on you on, on a monthly basis, see if you actually do like according to taking note of what you spend on and such. So after three months, I I, I sat down with her again and like we were, we were discussing on what other things that she spent on. She was like, I realized I had a bad habit. I said, like, oh, what do you do? Mm. Uh, a lot of my coins I spend on buying snacks from the vending machine in my office. <laughs> she was like, not only that, it's such a bad habit of like in terms of health, but mm. like in mm. terms of spending as well, like, I can spend like what almost five to ten dollars worth of snacks in the machine just for one day. You go like boring, go vending machine, boring, go vending machine. <laughs> because the coins seem very little. Yeah, right? coins seem very little. Right? It's like at most, I mean, like the most, the most amount for coins like one dollar. Mm-hmm. But then like sometimes you are like, oh, the cracker is one twenty. Okay, can one twenty. But then if you buy five crackers, of that, that's already like five dollars for the day. Mm-hmm. Let's say if you cashless or don't have coins, there are people who like there are machines nowadays that accepts like easyling cards. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's when that. that's when you wonder like. How come like I top up fifty dollars, then it doesn't last me for the month, mm-hmm. and it's like oh wait, I I've I'm been buying, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been buying like. Are you willing to buy coin? Yes, coin are you guilty? <laughs> yeah. Pass, pass. Are you guilty, pass? <laughs> I haven't drank bubble tea for a few months. <laughs> like yeah, like nowadays there's a lot of shops that like payless, payless mm. uh, methods cashless, and all. Yeah, yeah cashless. Eh, payless. Cashless methods. My bad. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So she realised that she had that bad habit yeah. and she had to like change her, her yeah, habit. Yeah, change her habits. And then like um she realised that like on a monthly basis she can save up to like almost two to three hundred dollars from that. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. Imagine. She was like, wow, imagine I can actually do a lot more with this rather than like, you know, spending yeah. on snacks. Lose weight also. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> lose weight also. Yes. Ten dollars over snacks every day is yes. considerable amount of calories. So like identifying what you spend on can actually allow you to increase your savings because you realise that some things you spend on are not really healthy yeah. or like necessary. Right? Right, right. So what about people due to personal circumstances, right? Some people have aging parents or they have to take care of their sick siblings. Um, they are unable to budget properly for themselves. Uh, in this case, maybe like, I think if having somebody like a sibling or parent who is sick, right? Month to month, sometimes it's quite hard for them to budget accordingly because the like, majority of their money might go towards medical bills or um, it might not be the same every month. So, um, what kind of advice would you give to such people who say that, no, I, I can't save, I can't budget? Have you heard of uh, the term, the sandwich generation? Um, usually, the sandwich generation is for those who are taking care of their ailing parents, but they also have their own like children to take care of, so they leaving very little room for themselves. That's based on my understanding of what it is. Yeah, you wanna start? Your like you're responsible. You're responsible <laughs> for the uh, financial. Wait, I cannot. Say <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. You are what do you call it? Yeah, what you, you are financially <laughs> responsible for. The generation below you and above uh, you, and like they usually need large sums of money. For example, the aging parents they might have like a lot of hospital bills, and then for your young kids, you are spending a lot on education. So you are being squeezed both ways. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, it's a generation between the age of thirty-five to fifty-five. So roughly about ninety-four percent of Singapore population who needs to take care of their aging parents. That's like what you say, while supporting the 
financial financial needs of their own children. Mm-hmm. So for for example, like okay, I like for example, like um the cost of uh for your parents like retirement for that usually like okay, this this information is um supported you know not supported like provided, provided by Sidley. by Sidley. like I, I really love oh, their infographics yeah, so yeah Sidley, Sidley. so for parents retirement for dad can be like around 160k mm. 160k and retirement for mom will be around 245k mm. so that's okay why why retirement for dad is lower than mom because for moms usually for ladies we have higher life expectancy compared to guys and the medical cost for ladies at a later age is usually higher as compared to men as well. So yeah, so 150, 160 for, for fathers and 245, 250 for like moms. And on top of that, like a cost of a child, one child from upon birth, even pre-birth, like pregnancy all the way to uni. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is considered like a, a normal a normal education track not going to like Montessori and like yeah. um, international schools or mm-hmm. overseas universities. It's just a basic knowledge. It's just a basic um, education. education it's usually costing about 200, almost a 300k per child. Yeah. Uh, from birth to... From uh, birth up till uni up to level. level. Yeah. 300k per child. <laughs> so yeah. And this, this, and, and this is only the cost for our parents and for our children. Haven't really included our, our cost, cost being yeah. the sandwich generation. Let's say our study loan, BTO, marriage, renovation, our own retirement. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it's going to balls up to like almost 1.7 mil per person. So that's, that's roughly how, how much, much being a sandwich generation costs. Uh, there's uh, also an advertisement going on about the last sandwich generation. In, in that uh, advertisement, they, they focus on the last sandwich generation, how to stop that vicious cycle. So in order to be the last gen- sandwich generation, so that means to say you have to stop that vicious cycle, mm-hmm. first you have to compromise on budget for wedding ceremony. So for example, like for myself, like um, I actually discussed with my, my parents in terms of like what kind of wedding I want to have and such. So at that point of time, they were like, okay, um, if, if you really like this guy, then like we, we need you to be married by this particular year. Mm-hmm. But then I was like telling them, like, to be honest, this is how much I have. And if you if if we were to spend our own money on it or to have an ideal wedding of your expectation, then we can only have it in like later years. Mm-hmm. So my parents were like, oh, okay. Both our parents, thank goodness. Mm-hmm. So both our parents were like, oh, okay, um, let's just get you married off by this particular year. And yeah, we will we will bear most of the expenses. So we just chip in as and when we could. Okay. Yeah. So thankfully, yeah, yeah, thankfully it was a very good communication and uh, understanding for both parties, mm. So avoid spending beyond your means just to please your parents. Yeah. That's quite a dilemma, right? <laughs> like it, it like is, on one hand, religion. It is, because it's like at the end of the day, like I always tell my friends, like um. Uh, planning for your wedding is usually like it's about pleasing pleasing others and lastly yourself. The next step to be the last sandwich generation is education. education. Mm. So education in a sense that like um it's like a total Singaporean dream that like you you need to study very the the Pisces like we call it the, the Pisces last, last time. You know what's the Pisces? Yeah. Like? Car, car condo, country club, country club, credit card, credit card. Career. So it's like there, there are people who, who like, oh, I took this course because my parents say I should. Oh. So I, I have this friend who's, um, he, he took he took IT back in poly. Mm-hmm. But then after that, he went NS and came out and he realised that the IT world is just moving too fast for him to catch up. Alright. And he ended up taking music. So now, like, at the age of 32, he's still studying to become a teacher, to teach music. 
So at the age of 32, he still haven't settled on a proper mm-hmm. fixed job to think mm. about it. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, he chose passion over paycheck. Yes, yeah, true. <laughs> we right. have a blog post on it on our website. <laughs> Next step would be, so that step would be a proper insurance coverage for your parents mm-hmm. and also for yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you have a child, of course, also okay. for your child. Mm-hmm. So the basic plans actually covers like hospital plans. That's the most basic that mm. an average Singaporean should have. Mm-hmm. And do get it early when yeah. you are younger and I healthier younger. because these these plans are cheaper. Mm-hmm. When you're younger and healthier, and at least you don't get exclusions for like any forms of forms of uh, illnesses. And next, it's good to have a proper family planning. Mm-hmm. Yep. So the how I shared like each yeah. child would cost about three hundred k to raise them up, Correct. like from from pregnancy all the way up to uni, like yeah. about three hundred k. So do we really have enough fundings to actually bring up a child? Mm-hmm. I mean, each child is a responsibility and 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 amanah from from God. Mm-hmm. So. Are we really bringing up our child according to how they are supposed to be? Do they really get what they need to get, uh, in terms of like their their life, uh, in the world and the hereafter? Five, it's uh, actually it's good to invest in your children's education and of course your retirement plan. Mm. Yeah, because uh, as you know, it's a long term process. You need some accumulation of the wealth over mm. over the years. Mm. So in investing, it's also good to have. When it comes to your budgeting, then and then step the seven, seven is be transparent with your family members. So, <laughs> like example of how I did with my mom, my my parents lah, like tell them how much I have, and it's not it's not possible to get married within the next six months, which I did. And also, like you can't rely on your children's income. income. Mm-hmm. This like from a parent's perspective lah. So yeah. Can you <clears throat> summarize all and repeat okay. all the seven steps again? So number one is to compromise on budget for wedding ceremonies. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two is to think far for your future education mm-hmm. on what, what is it that you want to uh, settle with in terms of career as well. I mean, education leads to career. So mm-hmm. what kind of education that you want to get? Number three is to get proper insurance coverage, basic plans, especially hospital plans. Mm-hmm. And key point for this, get it early, get it young, get yeah, it healthy. Yeah. So yeah. And number four is proper family planning. So like we shared, each child costs about 300k on average. Mm-hmm. Um, it might cost more. So if you have, if you want to have more than one or two kids, you have to think far in terms of like how much do you have to spend and how much you have, uh, put it, uh, how much you're gonna potentially uh have in years to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then next is uh investing, uh for your children's education and for your own retirement plan. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Be transparent with your family members in terms of how much you have and how can they help. Um, no point keeping your debt or yeah. or financial amount a secret from your family members. Mm-hmm. And number and lastly, uh, number seven is you can't rely on children's in your on your children's income, which is why getting on uh, getting a retirement plan is very important, mm-hmm. so that you don't have to depend on your children for their for your own retirement. Mm-hmm. Uh, when 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 the time comes, yeah. Because to be honest, like I am myself a sandwich generation because I'm caring for my own parents and mm-hmm. at the same time providing for my child. I'm sandwich. <laughs> yo, I, I yo. just eat mayo. Yo, eat mayo. <laughs> Are you the most important? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So like on on top of like sustaining of my own lifestyle with my spouse also lah. So I mean, looking at the current situation right now, a Singaporean dream of having an ideal wedding, highly educated, the perfect career, driving a Porsche car, Porsche car. super big house, might not be ideal. Might not be an ideal situation. It's more of like just live within your means. That mm. would be the best. Uh, when you do have extra, then you can think of what you want to do next. So yeah, 
social things sometimes in some cases where for example you budget um a certain amount each month for you to spend on dining out with your friends you already reach your maximum and then like how do you actually go about that do you increase your expenditure beyond your budget or you like say no to your friends because it's, there's this expectation and it's very interesting because i did this kind of like experiment on my own instagram where i asked would people be okay if friends go out but they don't eat mm. you know they still get to meet their friends they can do other things so there were like mixed responses some say that why not you just like spend money you're gonna spend money on dinner anyway you'll be hungry so just eat lah yeah and then some uh be more understanding and like we realize that sometimes it also depends on how close the relationship is like for example if your friends are closer they might know like what is going on in your life like what kind of like goals you have uh in terms of like savings and everything yeah but like what do you think about that like how do you manage that social expectation been there done that um for for me i think being being the oldest here like i've, I've been through that phase so mm. it's it's kind of a phase for me for me like i've been through i've been through that phase and to me that phase is more of like like knowing knowing whether you have the friends for keep or not mm. so i mean the, the friends will really understand what you're going through will really understand and like they won't really push you they won't really push you i mean like uh especially those who've seen you throughout your your happy and sad days mm-hmm. so maybe we're younger and like we care more about such things right i think at your age having like a child or like having more responsibilities it yeah. wouldn't affect you as much but maybe like for younger even younger than us there is this like social pressure to spend money and yep. I've, I've, mm. I've seen it like firsthand. it's not me mm. but like I have friends who um, don't eat when they hang out with us and they were like sort of pressured to like like as a group thing they were like oh you don't eat with us that kind of thing which is which sounds lame mm-hmm. when you think about it at this age but I certainly remember this kind of thing happening be nice to your friends people you might not know what they're going through <laughs> okay, uh, so now we move on to the quiz section where Hafiz and Ayn will ask us questions based on the topic that we dis- we've been discussing today are you ladies ready? yes name three reasons why people not want to budget okay first look I didn't even press faulty buzzer yeah I didn't work okay three <laughs> things right yes okay it's like mafan very tedious and number two okay okay fine fine fine, fine. fine. I didn't do that <laughs> okay <laughs> Got my fun. She said my fun. Difficult. Okay. And then, difficult to manage. And then um, the third one will be people quit too easily. Is it? She said it what? Quit too easily what? Yeah, that's true. Too fast. You said it. I remember. <laughs> they quit okay, too yeah. easily. Okay, 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 okay. So what? Then? We get half points each. <laughs> Is that such a such a score? <laughs> we need flexibility, you know. <laughs> okay, so the so the the three reasons was mm. like what she said like it's uh troublesome. Some people find it troublesome. Mm. It's difficult to monitor. Wait, uh, and mm-hmm. then like uh the other one is what? Uh quit too soon. Okay. So lack of interest, uh, so uh, they, they they quit too soon. Okay. Uh, lack okay. Of interest, yeah. uh, next question. What are the four basic steps to budgeting? Yay! This one I know. Wait, number one, know your income, how much you earn. Number two, know your expenditure. Uh, number three. Wait, what's the question? Again? You know why this are really hard. Four basic steps to budgeting. Okay. Uh, number. Three. We are heavily content. Oh my god! Like, <laughs> yeah. Why? It's so hard. Which is it like expend? Uh, what you earn, minus what you. What you spend. Well, we got. We didn't check any formulas. Actually. Yeah, we don't check formulas. 
know the different categories? Is it like what you spend on? Is it under your expenses? No. no. Okay, fine. You to be it. fair, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I share the second half with Wait, what, we have half. We have, yeah, we share the point. What, what, are, the basic, what are the four basic steps to budgeting? Four basic steps to budgeting. So she said the income, mm. expenses. Mm. Yeah. What it's else? not categories, man. Huh? It's not categories. Can we have a clue? People watch soccer always say what? Goals! goals. Have, have goals! <laughs> have financial goals! Really yeah. And then number four is yes. repeat one, two, three, four. Yay! Yay. Yay. Good job! So yeah, it is knowing your income, identify your expenses, <laughs> setting your financial goal, and budget in the first like one question is like four points. Okay, okay. Next, yeah. next, next question will be your favor. Okay, okay, okay. Get ready, get ready, buzzer. Why yeah? Give two examples of a budgeting app. The next two questions will be true and false. Huh? Yeah. Uh, question number four. An ideal budgeting ratio is 20-40-20-20. True or false? False. And what are they? What are they? It's 30-30-20-20. Yay! Okay, last question. As a sandwich generation, mm. we can incur costs up to at least 1 million. True or false? Fine. It's a 1.7, right, that you said? Yeah. So is it true or false? Yeah. It's more than one million. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. And the winner is. Yes. <laughs> 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 but how much? <laughs> you got three out of two. Uh, three out of five. Oh. Uh, Thanks for listening to Show Me How to Do It with Fast and Fi. If you like our show and want to know more, follow us on. Do it right or SG on Instagram or do it right on Facebook. So join us next week as we talk about income replacement. What is that? We'll discuss that next week. Stay tuned.